is the Lord Biblos Network. We are glad to come and fellowship with you today. We pray that your day is blessed. It is highly favored. As the writer said, this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Today's session is going to be a little different than it normally is. I am on the road as such. I don't have my studio with me, obviously. So it's just me and it's you and it's the primitive equipment that I have and my little earbuds that give us hopefully some sound quality. But I'm here in Sacramento, California with some dear friends of ours whose daughter is getting married and we're excited about that. We're rejoicing with them and I wanted to take a little time and talk with you today um, because I'm praying that God's blessing is with you, that the favor of God is upon you. It is a great day to be serving the Lord, to, to, to be living for God, and to be digging into His Word. Biblos is dedicated to the Word of God and the doctrine of the apostles. So I'm preaching to all of the Theophilus out there. Well, Theophilus is singular. Let's pluralize it. I'm preaching to the Theophili that are out there. The Bibliophiles, the the Theophili that are in love with God, that are in love with his word, that know that Jesus is the word of God and have fallen in love with his principles and his precepts. This last week was an interesting week. God really helped us quite a bit. Had great services, a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. There are people being baptized, people that are receiving the spirit of God. We had a service where I touched on a topic that I had several people say to me, Pastor, why don't you, why don't you do a Biblio session on that? And I think I might do that. I think I might do that today. I want to share with you a topic that I think will help you. This is not going to be a revelatory topic. Well, it might be revelatory for some, but this is going to, you know, some, some sessions are going to be more inclined to revelation and to new things that maybe you haven't heard or um, maybe show something that you do know in a different light or perhaps uh, just shows you a perspective on a scripture that can edify you. And then sometimes there's going to be inspiration rather than revelation. The emphasis is going to be on just uh, encouraging you, helping you to to reinforce something you already know and that you needed to hear. God has a right now word for people that they need to hear in the moment. I pray that's what we can do for you at different times. And maybe that's what you'll have today. Um, I want to talk to you today about the power of a day. The power of a day. I guess you'd call it a 24-hour period of time. You would call it... Um, a unit of measurement by which we observe the progression of time. But great things are accomplished in bite-sized pieces. It has been true in my life. It has been true in the life of others. And people that understand this principle learn how to harness the day. They learn how to maximize the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice. And we will be glad in it. Each day has a power. God manufactured that day and he wants to 
fill you with his purpose. God has a purpose for that day. And many times you won't know what it is. You'll just be going through the day, living life. I think one of the saddest things that I have seen in my ministry is people who get lost in the day-to-day. Paying bills, living life, dealing with setbacks. Uh, the frustrations, dealing with adversaries, dealing with critics, dealing with hypocrites, etc., etc. But the day belongs to God. It does not belong to Satan. It does not belong to your enemy. It belongs to God. So let's take a moment and talk about that. The Bible has a lot to say about the day. Um, the Bible tells us to remember the creator in the days of our youth before the evil days draw nigh. The Bible talks about the strong men bowing themselves and the, the watchers at the window that, well, let's, let's pull it up here. I don't want to misquote it, and I don't want to get it wrong. Um, it's the rite of Ecclesiastes, and it's, it's, it's a reference to old age and the importance of following the Lord in your youth. Let me read the portion of Scripture. You'll find it in Ecclesiastes 12. It's very famous. It says... It says this, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. So life will eventually become a burden. You won't have the pleasure that you once had. Some would call them the halcyon days. Some would call them the golden years. Um, while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, the strong men shall bow themselves. That's a reference to your body, the keepers of the house trembling. You know, that's your hands and your arms. They keep the house. Your body is the house. It's the tabernacle. They tremble. The strong men shall bow themselves. That's themselves. That's your legs. The grinders cease because they are few. That means you lose your teeth. Those that look out of the windows be darkened. So looking out of your eyes. Life begins to become dark and life begins to become the, the light fades, life fades, vitality lessens. The doors shall be shut in the streets. The sound of the grinding is low, meaning the daily activity is, is ceasing. He shall rise up at the voice of the bird. That's the tendency for people getting older to rise up a great while in the morning. Yeah, I'm finding that out myself. I am an early riser. And I'm getting old, I guess. All the daughters of music shall be brought low. So the Bible, in a very poetic way, is telling you to worship God, live for God, trust in God in the days of your youth. So the power of that day to know the hour that you live in. I am not a big advocate of video games. I am not a, a, an advocate of wasting time with the digitization of this world, wasting time on the internet for hours at a time, wasting time watching silly YouTube videos. Just watch Biblos <laughs> and the host of other great podcasts that are giving you great content. Uh, my dear friend, uh, Pastor Daniel McKillop um, at Kingdom Speak and other, other great podcasters that are beginning to come online. Absolutely listen to good content and, and edify yourself, grow in grace and knowledge. But to sit there and just mindlessly scroll and to look through things, it's the waste of the day 
And it's such a travesty to see, to, to see people lose their lives, lose the best years of their lives. Is it my imagination or is the day radically different than it used to be? Um, I, I remember when I was 15 years old, I couldn't wait to get my driver's license. The days seemed to drag on. I seemed to have free time. We would play outside before social media. We'd shoot baskets in the driveway. We'd have tournaments. We'd, we'd go to church. We would have youth events and activities. We would read our Bibles and, and talk about the things of God. And it was a simpler day. For some reason, kids get their driver's license at 17 and 18 now. I can remember being 15 and a half and thinking the Lord was going to come back before I got my driver's license. And I couldn't think of any worse thing. Oh, Lord, don't come back. Let me get my driver's license. And then he was going to come back before I could get married and then et cetera, et cetera. But the power of that day, the power of that, that concept, the day's different. We live in a rapidly changing world that, that is something new is popping out every day. We are increasingly becoming disconnected. We are, the days are flying by. Did you ever see, did you ever think that this day would come? It's an interesting time. Now, the Bible prophesies that it would come. The Bible talks about famines, uh, famine and pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places. Well, welcome to this day. The prophets have talked about it. The scripture has told us it would come. I believe we're living in one of the most momentous days right now. And, and God help us if we waste it, if we lose the power of this day that we're in. So I want to maximize the day. Living for God is a daily thing. You don't have to stress yourself because the, the task seems too great or you're never going to get there. I'll never accomplish that. I'll never develop that kind of a prayer life. I'll never have that kind of a ministry. I'll never get that bachelor's degree or that master's degree or that doctorate or PhD. It's too far off. I'll never be able to save up that much money. I just give up. I give up. I'm just going to go to Starbucks and gorge myself and and be depressed about my life and get DoorDash and sit here and wonder what's wrong with me. Well, I promise you Starbucks knows the power of the day. They know that that $5 latte you just ordered stacks up. And if you can multiply that by millions and millions of people, they are harnessing the power of the day. You and I can harness that incremental power. Start now. The Bible says to to call upon the Lord while it is called today. There is a, a today-ness. I know that sounds weird, but in God's mind, it is a present time that you have access to him. The Bible says, before the evil days draw nigh. You know, the day will come when men cannot call on the name of the Lord openly, and, and there'll be uh, difficult times that are on the horizon. Call upon him now. You know, if, if, if you know someone or you yourself have never obeyed the gospel of Acts 2.38, don't put it off. Call upon him now while it is called today. Today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. So don't tell yourself, I'm going to serve God later on. I'm going to get my wild living out. I'm going to, you know, do my thing for as long as I can. Don't, don't think like that. Worship him today. Call upon his name today. Glorify him today. And you'll find 
And here's the statement I want you to take from this session, that the todays will take care of the tomorrows. There's a story in the Bible, and this is what I shared with our church. I'll share it with you today. Where Jonathan and his armor bearer prepared to go to battle, and Israel was being swamped by the Philistines. They were just being inundated. They, they were like grasshoppers. They were so numerous. There were so many of them. And they didn't think they could win. They were worried. They were scared. They didn't know how they were going to make it, how they were going to survive. Saul is backslidden in his heart. Jonathan can't figure out why they're not winning. Israel is in a quandary and they're, they're being subdued. The Bible says of Jonathan that he looked and saw some Philistines and they were in a field. If memory serves, it's about 20 of them. And, and there's this almost like an arbitrary detail that's in there that nothing in the Bible is arbitrary. That it, it, it resonates when you look at it. The Bible says they were standing in a plowed field of about a half acre. And I remember one day reading that and thinking to myself, you know, and I it might even be a commentary that made the statement. That was the amount of work that could be accomplished in a day. So if you, if you look at that from a larger scale, Jonathan chose a battle that represented a day's worth of work, the half acre that was plowed. And so he looks at his armor bearer. He says, look, there's no restraint to God to save by many or by few. Why don't we go up and see if the Lord will work? Who knows? But maybe the Lord will work. And I'll say that to you today. Who knows? Who knows what will come out of this decision you're going to make? Who knows what's going to come out of that Bible study? Who knows what's going to come out of this time of schooling where you are finishing a degree and you're making progress towards a degree? Who knows what this business venture will bring? Who knows what this investment will bring? Who knows what witnessing to this person that you feel you, you God is impressing your heart to witness to? Who knows what it will bring? Who knows what a day will bring? And so Jonathan and his armor bearer went up. The Lord delivered them into his hand and they won the battle that day. So a big part of serving the Lord is winning today's battle. People that are addicted to things, that are addicted to cigarettes, addicted to alcohol or narcotics, or they're addicted to um, porn, or they're addicted to whatever um, chemical dynamic they're wrestling with, take it a day at a time. Make up in your mind, I'm going to pray today. I'm going to pray until the Holy Ghost fills me and I speak with other tongues and, and I get lost in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to walk in the Spirit. I'm going to read the Word of God. It's going to inundate my mind. I'm going to saturate my mind. The Bible says that our, our, though our inner man, uh, our outward man perisheth, our inner man is renewed day by day. And so this is what the Bible calls the scripture daily, or I'm sorry, it calls our current needs daily bread. And we, we take that and we, we now know that we need to read the scriptures daily and it becomes a spiritual kind of a daily bread. In the Old Testament, they had to gather manna fresh every day. And if they didn't, it would rot. And that is a powerful principle in a, in a Christian's life that you need to gather inspiration fresh every day. You need to read the Bible every day. You need to pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you will grow, grow, grow. A big part of living for God is doing just that. And a big part of backsliding is when you stop doing that. It's not some demonic attack or some overwhelming power of the devil. It's, it's the loss of the revelation 
of the day, the power of the day. Just get up and pray today. Don't try to unravel the whole knot. Don't try to defeat the entire Philistine army. Don't try to overcome the adversary. Don't try to conquer that, that goal or conquer that uh, challenge and meet that goal. I, oh, I could never do a bachelor's degree. No, but you could finish today. And then you finish another day. And then you finished a week. Before you know it, you're at a month. Once you've been at it a month, you're very close to wrapping up that semester. Or maybe you're in trimesters, or maybe you're in one of these newer university formats where you're taking a class at a time. I did that. I, I finished my um, both my, my bachelor's and my master's a class at a time. And I just thought to myself, if I could finish each course progressively, one by one, I will have done a great thing. And so each one, I could see the progress. I could see the, the incremental movement forward. That, that initial day didn't maybe seem like a whole lot, but after a month, I look back and look where I had gotten to. Years ago, um, I was getting a little frail and had a, a man in my church who was a weightlifter. He said, Pastor, we got to bulk you up. We got to get you healthy. Um, you got to work those those little sticks you call arms. <laughs> so he, he was encouraging me to, to exercise a little more. And I did. I couldn't lift very much that first little bit. I think I was struggling to get 110 pounds on the bench press. And I was fighting with it and struggling with it. And, but one of the most amazing things I learned was that just the daily, the daily activity of it. You don't win the whole thing in a day. You give 30 minutes a day to it, an hour a day to it. And I can remember, you know, six months down the road, there was great progress. I never thought my body could do those things. And the same thing is true of, us, of the spirit world. I never thought I could have the kind of Bible knowledge or the kind of understanding or the kind of a prayer life that I began to develop. And then I, I, I began to apply that to learning languages and to finishing um, university studies and, and then to investing. If you, if you were to put in $500 a month um, into a fund that, that produced uh, 5 to 8% um, APR and you did that faithfully for 20 years, you would have six figures in, in an account waiting on you when you got to that point in your life. Most people struggle to do that. Now they'll go get their Frappuccino and they'll, they'll pour all their money into that, but they won't think long-term savings, just savings, savings, and the, and the power of compound interest and the, the power of a disciplined life. So that's the power of the day. Bite off just enough to where you can chew it. Don't bite off more than you can chew is what they say. So, so take the time to, to make up in your mind that you are going to accomplish today's work. You're going to do just that half acre of land. You're going to do just this battle. I'm just going to defeat these 20 Philistines. And you'll be amazed what you accomplish. If you keep that mindset, half acre at a time, a little bit at a time, keep moving forward, keep keep moving forward the best that you can. Don't fall into the sedentary trap 
of giving up and letting the days pass you by. But remember your creator in the days of your youth. Focus on that. If you will do that, then you'll find that God blesses you. If you'll take the time to love people on a daily basis, you'll find out that God has great things in store for you. If you find that you'll take the time to invest in other people and seek their best, let the love of God flow through you on a daily basis. It may not seem like a big deal. Some people say nice guys finish last. I strongly disagree with that. I couldn't more vehemently disagree with that. The blessing of the Lord has been in my life. I'm married to the woman of my dreams. I have uh, two wonderful sons. I have a beautiful daughter-in-law who loves God with all, they, they love God with all their heart. Um, they're growing in grace and knowledge. They're stepping into their ministries, into their lives. What a wonderful blessing. And we're living in a world where, where, where people that have that victorious daily living are becoming more and more rare. They're losing battles on a daily basis. It always boils back to praying every day, reading your Bible every day. That's like saying eating and drinking. You wouldn't dream of not eating and not drinking. As simple as that sounds, I'm amazed at the people that stop praying and stop reading the word of God. And so their inner man weakens, their their determination weakens, their, their spirit um, falters. And they find that they begin to lose their faith, they begin to lose that daily battle. So the Bible talks about our daily bread. Jesus told us to take up our cross daily. If we, if we do not take up his cross uh, daily, and follow him, then we are not worthy to be his disciples. So the sacrificial lifestyle, the, the life of sacrifice, the life of giving, the life of dying to one's flesh and walking in the spirit is a daily thing. And so instead of getting frustrated, instead of letting the days ebbs and flows overwhelm you, stop, take a deep breath and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will. Rejoice, and I will be glad. It is an act of will. The Bible says of the wicked that they are like raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame. Waves are subject to the moon. Tidal forces exert their power on the moon. The Bible says of the moon that it was it was given dominion over the night. It was it was put in place to rule over the night. If you're allowing the the, the ruling powers of the night to dominate you the tidal forces, the lunar forces that pull on those waves, then you will be like those waves. You will be up and then you will be down and you will be up and you will be down. One day you're mad at your spouse. The next day you're hopelessly in love. One day you're screaming and hollering. One day you're, you're declaring your never ending love. You're the only person for me. And we live in an emotional, volatile world full of peaks and troughs. We are not to allow those forces to dominate us, level out, level out. Jesus is the peace speaker. He's the one who steps to the bow of our boats and he speaks peace to the storms and he speaks peace to the, the inner turmoil of our hearts. And he does that when we pray and when we read his word every day. Let God speak to you. Gather the man afresh every day. This is an important principle. It is a biblical principle. It is the power of the day. You will find that you will, you will, accomplish amazing things if you will allow that revelation of the day to become habitual 
if you will allow it to become your common practice. Write, if you're a writer, write a page a day. Say of Louis L'Amour that he wrote six pages a day, a strict regimen of six pages a day. And the man put out voluminous amounts of, of quality reading and, and what, what a powerful harnessing of that, of that day. Choose to love your wife and your children daily. Choose to go to church. Don't, don't let life circumstances pull you out of faithful church attendance, but, but go bring the sacrifice of praise. The Bible speaks about the hour of prayer. Uh, Peter and John went up to the temple at the hour of prayer. Well, they understood that there were times for things, that there was a, a place for that. And the old timers would, would talk about the sweet hour of prayer. What are you doing with your time? Are you mindlessly scrolling through the internet? Are you, are you addicted to social media and memes and TikTok and Facebook and little clips and influencers? The more you allow your mind to, to, to go into those channels, the more they are influencing you, the more they are shaping and molding you. You are feeding off of that. And the scripture tells us to feed on the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God shall man live. That's our daily bread. Also, our, our daily necessities. These are daily things that we, we take them as, as they come. The Bible says to take no thought for the morrow, for the things of the morrow will take care of themselves and sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. There's enough chaos in today. Don't borrow trouble from tomorrow. I told the church, I said, you, we, need to, we need to clarify and distinguish the difference between fear and worry. So many people are dominated by worry. Did you know that worry is not a thing? Worry is bringing into right now something that doesn't exist. If you worry about your bills, if you worry about what people think, if you worry about your mortgage or worry about your family, worry about your health, whatever. Are you worrying about war with other nations? Worrying about the economy? What are we going to do? Worrying about my job and my boss and my coworkers? Fear is different. Fear is an actual thing. I told the church if a lion were to, were to break out of the bushes one day as you were walking and, and pursue you and you saw the lion and it was there, your body would, would jump into fight or flight mode. It would fear. And because there was a clear and present danger right in front of you, fear could save your life. But worry, worry has no end. Worry has no true object. Worry has no impetus. It is just a vague dis-ease that gnaws at the edge of your mind and it, it will dominate you. It will cause clouds to form over you, emotionally speaking. The sunlight can't, <clears throat> can't shine through. You can't enjoy the day. You're worried when you're with your spouse. You're worried when you're with the kids. You're worried, you're worried, you're worried. You can live a lifetime of worry, not knowing that this is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. So choose to be happy. Choose to put a smile on your face. Are you depressed? Are you, are you um, occupied when you're with your family? Are you, is your mind a million miles away while the best days of your life are in front of you? Think back to the best days. Do you wish you had maximized them more? Do you wish you had taken more advantage of them? 
Do you wish you could have them back? Think about loved ones that have died. Do you wish you had taken more time to talk to them? Do you wish you had honored them a little better? Remember your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come. It's the power of a day. You have that power and I have that power. And I hope this day has great blessing for you. I'm going to wrap this up, guys. I know this is a shorter session. I, I apologize for it. Uh, we have a great uh, event happening tonight, and this week is going to be a great time with, with family and friends and loved ones. So this is uh, a quick session from my hotel room here in Sacramento, and uh, we're going to get it out to you because we love you. We're praying for you. We want to encourage you where you are. Uh, Nexus Conference is coming up. That is going to be January Let's see, January 27th and 28th. Um, Brother Cornelius Williams, Brother Wesley Jackson are going to be preaching the night services. My dear friend, Brother Tim Adams, is going to be going over leadership and entrepreneurial um, training on Friday day. We want to empower people, not just spiritually, but in business and financially. We're not just bringing Sunday school to you. We're bringing Monday school to you where you learn how to invest your money. You learn how to prepare for the future. You learn how to own businesses. You learn how and to tie that into the theology of the New Testament church to take dominion. So Nexus, it is a conference for preachers, young ministers, young leaders. We want you to be there. We would love to see you there. And I hope this day finds you blessed and highly favored. Thank you guys for being a part of the Biblos journey. Merchandise is coming soon. We are talking with our staff and we're, we're creating coffee mugs and we're, we're designing them. So we hope to have those up here to you before too long as well. God bless you. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week.